0: Good day, folks. This is the third day of December in the year of 2020. It is the most amazing and beautiful day. This is Paul of the House of Graber, and the content that I want to bring forth here on this platform today and everything that we do at the House of Graber, is safeguarded and protected under the laws of nature and nature's God, otherwise known as common law due process. And our material is also protected and safeguarded under the common law copyright of the House of Graeber. So today's message is, the, uh, the topic of today's message is Protector versus Controller. And this message is specifically for the men, although it would behoove women and men both to listen to it, because there is, there is a serious deficiency in this land when it comes to men understanding their role of being the safeguard or the protector to stand at the doorway of their house that when I say a serious deficiency, I'm talking about a 98% deficiency. In other words, based on my interaction with other men, based on my experience in my own life when I was younger, and based on the response that we see in women, uh, it becomes very obvious that the men have dropped the ball so I'm talking to the men specifically but all who wish to listen are welcome to listen being a protector versus a controller so the way we are designed uh, the way men are designed is to be the protector the leader in a sense and also to stand at the door of our house. What does your house look like? Uh, for many of you listening, it it may look like a chaotic disaster. Or for many of you, you may not even know what I mean by that question when I say, what does your house look like? I'm not talking about the uh, the physical structure that you walk into in and out of every day and where you lay your head down to sleep. That. We call that a house. It's actually a, a cabin. It's a, it's a dwelling place. When I talk about a house, I'm talking about your entity as a family. You know, at our house, we call it the house of Graber. And, and on a much bigger scale, we call it the house of Israel, God's family, the family of the one true God, our creator. That would be the house of Israel or Yasharel. So, what does your house look like? Well, there's there's specific things, and we should do several segments on that of how to structure your house and and what a house should look like and what most of them look like. But today I want to talk to the men about being the protector of your family your wife and your children. Or it could also include friends when you have them at your dwelling place. Um, What are you doing to protect or to keep safe those in your house? Now, I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, to start out with, most men, especially the Christians, I'm going to pick on the Christians because the Christians, the so-called, quote, Christians, the religious people, are the ones that have been deceived the most. Now, in nature, whether it's a lion, or whether it's a dog, or whether it's a bear, um... A lot of times we think of the protector as the mama. Well, they are, believe me. When you when you uh, see women the way they naturally are, they are naturally wanting to protect their children. And I would venture to say that if they don't protect their children, if they don't make that attempt to keep their children safe, then there's probably something quite off or something wrong they should protect their children but the man being the the masculine or the the uh, man of the house should be the the pillar that stands beside the woman and stands at the door to protect not only the children but the woman and the children but what happens in a lot of cases is, let's say your child gets in trouble at school or whatever it is, and what do you do as a father, as a man of the house, what do you do when your child gets in trouble? If you're like most men, you say, well, you know, you need to be obedient to the teachers and what you just got what's coming to you. Or what do you do if your child gets in trouble with the courts or the, uh, the police officers or etc., some outside agency? If you do like most men do, then that's the same response. Well, you know, you need to behave yourself. You just got what's coming to you. You don't even question what the motive was of this outside agency or these other people dragging your child through a a so-called correction process. You don't even question it. You just assume that they have good intentions. Well, I'm here to bang, to ring the bell, to bang your head against the wall, to, to knock you upside the head hard enough so that you will start to question things. I'm not here to tell you how to think. I'm here to suggest that we all start thinking for ourselves. Like I asked a friend of mine recently, how many of the rules in your house are your rules that you came up with, you and your wife, and how many of them are rules that were handed to you by the church? And he thought a little bit. He went quiet and he thought for a little bit. And he said, well, for one, uh, the the dress code was handed to us by the church. So I would ask you the same question. How many rules in your house are rules that you and your wife or your woman, I don't like the term wife, you and your helpmate or your woman, how many of them? How many of those rules are your rules and how many of them were handed to you by other entities? And what do you do when your child gets in trouble or somebody brings an accusation against them or when somebody brings an accusation against you for that matter or when somebody brings an accusation against your woman or when somebody comes onto your property and tries to tries to uh, meddle in your business, or somebody sends you a solicitation by mail and tries to meddle in your business, what is your response? What, how do you handle that? Uh, I have seen many parents hand their children over to the court system, and I've seen many parents hand their children over to the church system. And I've seen men and women hand their spouses over to the uh, church, the the legal corporate structure called church, to be processed. Whatever happened to standing together as a house? Let me uh, let me go back to point out what I'm talking about. in In the Old Testament, we read an account of. Abraham and his house they traveled from place to place from time to time they would pick up and they'd travel and these were herdsmen. Uh, Abraham not only had his own family with him um, I think at the time they did not have children yet but the point is it was Abraham, Sarah and their nephew Lot and a whole bunch of servants. Abraham had a multitude of servants to do his work, and Lot also had servants of his own. Abraham had a lot of animals, and so did Lot. Now, Lot, his herdsmen started going and pasturing their animals on land that they had no authority or right to go on to. They were, that's called theft. They were taking pasture, they were taking uh, grass or whatever these animals were eating without the right to take it. It, It's called theft. It's uh, trespass. So the landowners, what did the landowners do? They did not complain to the herdsmen. Neither did they complain to Lot. They came to Abraham and complained to him. Now, why is that? Uh, this is very important that we that we take note of what happened here, so we understand the uh, the order of operations of how a house should operate. Because Abraham's house operated uh, on God's law, the laws of nature. They came to Abraham. Because they understood that Abraham is the head of the house. And in order to bring a complaint or any kind of issue, they had to go through him. If they would have went to the herdsman or to Lot, they would have violated the house rules. And now their crime of violating those, the way the house is structured, would have vacated the crime they were bringing a complaint about. So they came to Abraham and Abraham talked to Lot. Now, the one one book that I read, and I think it was Jasher, um, it says that Abraham and Lot argued about this issue. In other words, Abraham told Lot, you need to correct the issue. You need to take care of this and you need to stop it. Now, I imagine he might have told Lot to to pay the landowners a small sum or whatever, you know, to to, uh, correct the issue. But one thing I know, he told Lot to stop it, and Lot did not stop it. They came and complained to Abraham again. You know, this, this continued to happen, so they came and complained to Abraham. And now Abraham said, Lot... You will no longer disgrace my name. You are putting a shame and disgrace on our house name, and this cannot be allowed. So you need to separate yourself from me. I don't care which way you go, but wherever it is, you need to go away from me. We're separating our ways because you are in dishonor of our house. You have not corrected the issue. So Lot went down to Sodom, which ended up not being a good choice. But Abraham did tell him, Don't worry, because if somebody misuses you or treats you badly, I have your back. I will protect you. And he did. Um, If you remember later, when uh, several other armies came in and they took all the people of Sodom and their wealth and all the cities surrounding Uh, Abraham went out with, um, because Lot was in that mix, and Abraham was looking out for Lot. So he went out with 400 men, and he killed, I believe it was 800,000 warriors, an army of 800,000, killed all of them, brought back all the wealth, and restored everything. But My point in this story is how the house is structured and how Abraham is the protector of his house. But yet, when one of his own operated in dishonor, then he also took care of it. He took care of the issue. He settled it. He settled the matter. So there comes an accountability with being free. And Abraham recognized this. Abraham is all about integrity. If you want to know what integrity means, read the story of Abraham. Every single test that he had was about integrity and about keeping his house in integrity. Now, in today's world, the way things operate today for most of you, the uh, the landowners would have brought you know, they would have called the cops and had these trespassers hauled in, throwing them in prison. And then they would have brought, had the state go after these people and bring a lawsuit against them. And the state would have taken, you know, put the herdsmen in prison, would have taken all their animals and all their wealth that they could possibly take. So, who benefits in that case? The state does. The landowners didn't really get that much out of it. And the herdsmen, even though they did wrong, they weren't really given the chance, they weren't given a fair warning. There was no due process. Okay, there was no due process. So, so everything that happened in that case is fraud. So, the crime in this case, In this process of throwing people in prison and bringing a lawsuit, the way most of you know of lawsuits, there's no due process. So the crime committed there is much, much greater. It's called human trafficking. It's called kidnapping. That crime is much greater than the original violation of going on your neighbor's pasture. But Abraham, if they would have tried that back then... Guess what would have happened? Abraham would have gone after them with his warriors and would have kicked some ass. He would have taken back everything that belonged to Lot and said, No, thank you. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a protector. Now, the controller, I see many men controlling their children with a control agenda that's not even their own, the the church tells them that they have to dress a certain way, and they dominate their children into dressing a certain way. They tell them they have to behave a certain way. They, you know, that it's all about control and manipulation. The church, or the gover- the so-called government, the courts, the cops, the the, the, the uh, attorneys, the the uh, judges, they all are in the in the process of of um, manipulating and dominating and controlling people so the parents pass it on down to their children rather than taking a stand. They The church throws their members out to the wolves and the parents do the same thing with their children. They throw them out to their wolves instead of standing up. You know, when cops show up at your house or when they pull, pull you over on the road, I don't care where it is, when a cop puts cuffs on someone and throws them in prison based on an accusation, that's called human trafficking, holding people for hostage, it's called kidnapping. And are you aware that even in the corporate statutes, their own codes and statutes, it says that kidnapping or attempted kidnapping can is punishable by prison, fines, and or death sentence. They are violating not only God's law, but they are violating their own codes. So this whole this whole uh, jacked up twisted racket of throwing people in prison based on an accusation that is that is like criminal that is wrong. It is violating God's law, it's violating their own codes. And if you, as a head of the house, are supporting that, you're, you're uh, okay with, with the officers throwing your family members in prison based on an accusation, then you are complicit with the crime that John talks about in Revelation. He talks about the merchants of the earth fornicating with the mystery Babylon, Babylon, the mother of harlots, and the last two things on the list of things that they traffic are slaves and souls of men. And there's a whole bunch of other things. But the last two on the list are slaves and souls of men. Those things are being trafficked. They have been for thousands and thousands of years. Right under our noses. And most people are they're completely oblivious to what's happening. So, are you helping to control people and manipulate them and process them through the system of slavery? Or are you a protector protecting your house? Because I'm going to tell you something very clearly. If you come to my door, to our door, and you try to damage or do something wrong to one of my family members, there will be a price to pay. I'm not talking about physical fights. I'm not talking about uh, I'm going to declare war and come after you with a gun, etc. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there will be due process of common law and you will be held accountable in ways that you cannot possibly get out of. I'm very serious about protecting my house there was a time when wanting to be a leader and a protector I was more of a controller but I've learned a few things along the way each of us has a free will but as the head of the house if you're going to go after one of my family members you're going to have to go through me and there's people that have found that out the hard way Okay, so I'm not boasting when I say this. I'm saying, men, it's time to grow some chutzpah and stand up for your own. It's time to safeguard your house. It's time you stand up and protect your family. It's time, men, that you stand up and tell these so-called health departments and these so-called whoever these uh, minions are to take their mask and shove it. That's one example of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about protecting your family. Okay? So Abraham understood what it is to protect his house. And he did. He did whatever it took to protect them and their property. So, my question for the men today, are you just assuming that when your child gets in trouble, that the other side is right and your child has to obey because these people have some title like a a police officer or a a bar license or a judge or a teacher or a counselor? Are you just making the assumption that those people are, are good at heart and they're righteous because they have a title? Well, I'm here to tell you that in many cases, it's exactly the opposite. That title has corrupted them. Even if they have good intentions and even if they go, have a good heart, they're part of a very corrupt system. They're part of a system that cannot be corrected. That system is going down. It's called Babylon. So my challenge to you men, do you have enough cojones to stand up for your house? Or are you going to lay down like a wussy and let others damage your house while you stand by and say, oh, I just want to be peaceful. I don't want to raise, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to make any waves. Well, it's about time you make some waves. You know, what kind of waves did it make when Abraham went after, I think it was four or five armies, 800,000 trained warriors, and slaughtered them with a small band of 400? What kind of wave do you think that made in the land? Later on, what kind of wave do you think it made when Jacob and his 12 sons and a small band, a total of 125 men, wiped out seven armies in seven days? And these were armies of 30, 40, 50,000 trained warriors. They were not weaklings. They were skilled at what they did. Jacob and his band of 125 men wiped them out Seven armies in seven days. Do you think that made a wave? The time of reckoning is here. The waves are here. Whether you're part of it, whether you're part of the the force behind the wave, and I'm talking about God's family, or whether you're part of the, the uh, lightweight... Uh, on the other side, the, um, the debris that will be carried off and washed out of existence by the wave, which side are you on? Are you a controller pushing the narrative of the corporation, the church, the courts, the schools, the everything, everywhere you look, there's a narrative being pushed of controlling and, and damaging people and enslaving them. Are you part of that system? Or are you a protector? Are you a warrior of God's army? Are you part of God's family standing up for your family and your friends and whoever else may be around you? It is time that the real men stood up because we are in a time frame, this is The third day of December, 2020. This has been a year of shaking. And I'm here to tell you that the shaking will not stop. Until everything that can be shaken will be shaken away. And the only thing that will remain is that which cannot be shaken. That's the time we're in. Now, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to. That won't change the fact. The time of corruption and fraud is coming to an end. And whether you like it or not, the pastors, the bankers, the doctors, and the judges have been perpetrating fraud on the people for way longer than you and I have been alive. Now, that's the system. I'm not calling out any one man or woman, I'm saying that's the system. That's a generalization. That's what they do. It's a corrupt system. And when the shaking is done, that system will be gone. So choose you today whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the one true God of whose family we are part of. Have an amazing day. Blessings of love and light to you who are open to receive the blessings. Thank you.